0: Good evening. Call this meeting to order of the Canton Select Board for January 31st, 2023 at 5.30 p.m. And the meeting is being televised, so it will be uh, live and be broadcast uh, over the next several weeks on Cable 8. Uh, unfortunately, uh, before we start the meeting, I'd just like uh, to make a couple of announcements. Unfortunately, we lost three people who've done, served many, many years uh, to the people of Canton uh, and their, uh, their significant others in, in one case. Um, first person I'd like to recognize in family is um, Theodore P. Ted Cashier, a renowned jazz musician of Bridgewater, passed away on January 22nd. Born in Waterbury, Connecticut, Ted was raised in Scowhegan, Maine, graduating from Scowhegan High School. He went on to graduate from Boston Conservatory slash Berkeley College of Music and studied at Harvard University. He was a professor in Berkeley University of Rhode Island. Beloved husband of Velma J. Coffey of Bridgewater, Velma served this town for over 10 years, in the assessor i mean in the and um, the, uh, the the billing department and in the town clerk uh, Ted is survived by his four children four grandchildren two stepchildren and two step grandchildren uh, may he rest in peace so if you keep uh, Ted Cashier cashier and Donna uh, Coffee in your, your thoughts and prayers the next gentleman <clears throat> i'd like to um, uh, recognize and have a moment of silence in honor of Edward L. Posner's he died January 20th, 2023, surrounded by his loving family at home. Um, he was the first person, um, he was a hardworking and loving man, valuing family above all else. Um, he leaves behind his wife for 55 years in the love of his life, Florence Pawsness. And Mrs. Florence worked 35 years at the Canton Public Library, serving this town in many, many ways. And, um, and uh, his, his son-in-law, uh, James Goodrich, uh, works for the Canton Board of Health. So um, he survived by um, his children, his two two his children, two grandchildren, and his children brought out the kid in him. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. I, I had luck enough to have Mr. Posner's, uh in high school. I was uh, graduating in 78, and I had Mr. Posners and he was my homeroom teacher, and uh, I was always have to sneak in the back door because I was late a couple of times, but Mr. Posnus and I became... I called him Mr. Posness so I could not call him, he always said call me Ed, I said I can't call you Ed. My whole life you have been Mr. Posner, so you'll always be Mr. Posner. He got mad at me a couple of times. And the last person I'd like to recognize and have a tribute in honor is uh, Dr. Peter S. Campanaris, formerly of Canton of Durham, New Hampshire, passed away January 13th. Born and raised in Boston, he graduated from Boston English High School, Harvard University, and received a doctorate in education from Boston University. Peter served five years in the United States Navy stationed in London for three years and San Francisco for two after his discharge he remained in the act- active Navy reserves for over 30 years he was a superintendent of the Canton public schools for 20 years 1977 to 1997 I've been told Peter and his older brother George Campanaris were the only two brothers who served at the same time as superintendents in the state of Massachusetts George was a superintendent in Bridgewater Rainham, and of course, Peter was superintendent in Canton. I was lucky enough to have Dr. Campanaris serve with Dr. Campanaris for six years, as I was a member of the Canton School Committee from 1983 to 89. He treated me as I was an equal, even though I was only 23 years old. Uh, Peter was a warm, compassionate, funny, smart, kind, and loving man. I learned a lot from Dr. Campanaris. He always did what he thought was the, the best interest of the Canton School Department. May Peter rest in peace. He's uh, his wife, his wife, his late wife, Frida, passed several years ago, and he is survived by a da- uh, his daughter, Danae. If you would keep uh, the our family, uh, Ted Cash's family, and Velma Coffee's family, and of course the Posners family, you've had a moment of silence and honor and recognition of uh, three families that uh, serve this town many and may, so many ways, may they uh, rest in peace and Godspeed to their family. Thank you for me allowing me to do that. Thank you, members and uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Theodore, first order of business, sir, is the uh, uh, first order of business, sir.
1: Oh, it would be the presentation of the affordable housing production plan. At the end. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Gina yeah, Golson. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah.
2: you're up.
3: <laughs> well thank you so much i'm jen goldson i'm a planning consultant i'm really h- happy to be here we've been working on this plan for quite some time now i've actually lost track of when we started um but we are very um happy to give you uh, a presentation just some of the highlights i know that in your packet you believe i believe you got the ex- uh, executive summary document and of course there's a much more lengthy document that meets the state's requirements um and I'm you know, happy to take questions along the way. Um, if there's something that I say that you want a little bit more information about or something that I say that doesn't make any sense, just stop me. And um, the other thing is, <clears throat> if you think I said something wrong, just stop me and correct me. I'd much rather be correct than to save face, so I give you permission to do that. So um, uh, we just, I just wanted to recognize that we've been working really closely with the Housing Trust. Um, and we just listed them here. And I think most of them are probably in this room right now as well. So thank you. It's really been a, a great project. They're a very thoughtful and dedicated group. And um, I think the town is is very lucky to not just have a housing trust, because you can do a lot of good um, for the community with a trust, but um, but to have such dedicated uh, members as well who paid such close attention to this to this process. So the contents of the housing planner... Art, Goods, and Tight are pretty standard. They include a very detailed analysis. Sometimes we get comments that it's too detailed, but it is the the level that the state looks for in these documents. Um, We also created five year goals and strategies, uh, and that's what we'll go over mostly tonight. And then there's also an action plan that gives some details about a potential timeframe for implementation and responsible entities. So I do wanna go over just some uh, real basics, just about 40B, I know that we're being televised. I I think that you all probably uh, know most of this, at least at at this point, um, but thought it would be helpful um, if there are members of the general public here to bring everyone up to speed. Um, So really chapter 40B is a a state statute that sets a fair share standard, uh, looking at every community in the state wanting to see 10% of its total year round housing stock. Um, and of course, Canton has exceeded that uh, percentage. You're at 13.31%. <clears throat> um, there's two requirements. Some people don't, don't know this, so I, I always just mention this. There's that 10% requirement, which most people do know. And then there's another uh, piece of it that that's talks about 1.5% of your land area. Canton's already met and surpassed that 10%. Um, So you don't have to worry about that land area, but I just mentioned it. There's two two thresholds um, that the statute offers. This is not forwarding. There we go. So sometimes people ask, well, what do we mean when we say the word affordable housing? And I like to just define that. Um, It actually uh, is for households whose incomes are greater than many people expect. And of course, those incomes um, change every year. They increase every year based on, uh, on income increases in the region. And so you'll see that we have these little figures up there. Those represent household sizes. And so if you are a single person, you live alone, um, could be any age, could be a senior, could be a young person, um, and you have an income no more than $78,300 a year, you could qualify for affordable housing. That's what the 80%, you sometimes hear people talk about 80% of the area median income. And of course, as I just said, that changes every year. And right now, the current is 78300 for a person living alone. And then if you're a household with four people total, doesn't matter the age or the composition. It could be uh, two adults and two children. It could be one adult, three children. doesn't matter. It's just four four people living in a house together, and you make 111850 you could qualify for affordable housing. Now, that's not looking at your assets. There are certainly asset limitations. I'm just showing you the income. Um, the area median household income in the whole Boston region, which Canton is part of, is 140200 and you may see underneath that figure at the bottom there, Canton's median income is much less than that. Canton's median income is 105919 <clears throat> That changes every year as well. But that's the most current figure we had when we did this work. So your median income is much lower than in the region, so that means that these affordable units um, could really serve a, a, quite a broad um, range of your, of your residents, potentially, just given those incomes. Any questions so far? Okay. Um, and so uh, just one more slide on C- on HPP basics, housing production plan basics. One, it's voluntary to do this. Um, the state has incentives to do it, but you certainly don't have to do a plan. The benefit is really that if you have one in place and you do happen to fall below that 10%, you get something that's called safe harbor if you can make some incremental production. Um, So you don't have to get back to that full 10% uh, to to be protected um, from unwanted 40Bs. What you need to do is incremental production, and the numbers are different for every community. And so for Canton, based on the current numbers, and these figures will change once the state starts using the 2020 census. But for now, it's 44 units in a year. If you can produce, and when I mean produce, I don't mean build, I mean approve. 44 units that count on the subsidized housing inventory in a year, you can get safe harbor. Now, that doesn't matter to you right now because you're already above the 10%. But should you fall below the 10% in the next five years, that number will become very important. They have to be
0: built or can they be approved?
3: They need to be approved to to start counting. And then there's a timeline of a year and two years to get certain milestones, the building permit and the occupancy permit. But once they're approved, that's when they first count. so this is a nice protection to have, and that's why when you approve locally and then the state approves the plan, and I'll talk about that process, you'll have that protection if you do fall, in the, in the scenario that you fall below the 10%. Um, and so the plan itself, we're gonna give you a bunch of ideas that can show you how you can make that incremental production and how you can really help meet your local needs. Now, the plan is not binding. So even though we have lots of ideas in here, and even if you approve it and the state approves it, there's nothing mandating that you uh, follow every single recommendation. There are really a bunch of options that we think are good ideas, but some of them may not work. You may not have the opportunity or you may not get the funding. and, And there's nothing again that's binding in this plan, even after you approve it. Any questions so far? All right, great. So I'm gonna go into the goals and the strategies that are in the plan. And I really, before I did that, I wanted to to just mention that these were really derived from the community input and through working with the trust very carefully. So you may remember, I think we might have interviewed possibly all of you um, very early on in the process. And we also did uh, focus groups. Um, We had a survey that 630 uh, responses um, were received and, uh, and we also did a few community forums. So we got a, a fair bit of input into this plan. And I would say that um, this is a little bit unusual for a housing production plan. Many housing production plans are produced a little bit behind the scenes and Canton really wanted to make a point of engaging the public. And so the 630 responses on your survey is very impressive. I don't know in other surveys that you've done. I, I know that we, when we did the community preservation plan survey, we also got a very strong response. So it may be that you have very good responses on all your surveys, but we are very impressed with that. Um, and so we also looked very carefully at your master plan, which of course is, is very current, um, <clears throat> to inform the goals and then inform the strategies. And so that's where these came from. So just as a reminder, I know you're all familiar with your master plan, but there are six guiding principles that we pulled out of the plan that have a direct relation to housing. So I just put them here on this slide. We looked carefully at these when we, when we were working on this plan. So one principle from your master plan is that you want to see homes for residents of all stages of life and that have diverse incomes. Uh, you recognize challenges of vulnerable community members and want to meet their needs. Um, physical and economic access for residents to make healthy choices, and part of making healthy choices is having a a financially attainable home to live in. Downtown will have a strong sense of place, and you'll see that some of the strategies look at where housing would be encouraged. Um, Route 138 will be a revitalized destination, and Canton Junction will be a compact, walkable, and connected center. And so these are all principles that you've already adopted as part of your master plan. So now I'll get into the five-year housing goals, and there are only three of them, but they incorporate a lot of ideas. So the first one is about maintaining that, you know, being above that 10% on the subsidized housing inventory. You already are, and you want to maintain that. Part of maintaining that is going to be Uh, is going to be actively trying to preserve some of those units that you already know are expiring in the next several years, and we're happy to go into the details of that, but that is one of the key strategies here. Um, Another strategy that we'll get into the strategies in a little bit more in the next slides, but just so you know, they're also embedded to some extent in these goals. We talk about creating a system to maintain an accurate and up-to-date subsidized housing inventory, which is very important, which I know your housing coordinator and uh, the trust are already working very, very hard to do. And then there's also the added legislation now of complying with the MBTA zoning requirements. Um, And so happy to talk a little bit about that. I know you're working on that already with some technical assistance a consultant provided to you, but that's just incorporated here as well because it's all associated. So as I said before, you're 13.3%, 31% on the SHI already. But I do wanna make a point just to say that even though you've already met the SHI, you still have a great deal of unmet housing needs in the community. Um, Some people through the process were surprised to learn that uh, about 31% of your current households, people who currently live here, um, are spending more than what we would consider um, sustainable to stay here in terms of housing costs. It could be for your mortgage, could be for your rent, but if you're spending more than 30% of your gross income, housing practitioners like myself call that something that's called housing cost burdened, and that's what that 31% is. So that represents over, it's almost 3,000 households. It's 2,815 households, so that's not people, that's households, who are spending more than what would be considered sustainable to have a thriving life, to be able to fund other things, transportation, healthcare, food, clothes, um, spend money in your community, local businesses, that kind of thing. Um, the other thing we want to point out is that even though you have 13.31% on the SHI, um, less than half of those are actually affordable, restricted as affordable. The rest are market rates. And it's a funny thing about the um, about 40b and what's counted on the SHI. If you have a rental development, and at least 25% of those units are deed restricted to be affordable, the rest of the units, 75%, are just market rate. They could be luxury units, and they still count on your subsidized housing inventory if they're rental. So that's why people people are also confused. How can you say we have, you know, so many units uh, on the SHI, but less than half are actually financially attainable for households that that make lower income. Um, So I don't know if that surprises folks in this room, but I just wanted to to point that out. Um, And the other piece is just about the, we call them expiring uses. They're existing affordable units that will um, essentially become market rate if the deed restrictions are not preserved. And so um, you will drop below that 10% um, you have about 296 units that have ex- expiring affordability restrictions. Now there's a lot of nuances in that that happy to talk about. Some of them are how you interpret some of the conditions and how enforceable it is. Um, there's a number of things that we could talk about, but I just don't want to get too much in the weeds. Yeah.
1: Question, 296 units, what
3: is the time when they're all expiring? The time period's a little different. so. Uh, is that what you asked the time, yeah, period? Yeah. The time period? So there are, um, at Canton Village and Lamplighter Village, uh, they have combined units of 147 units, which would expire in 2032. Um, and then there are Pequit Village that has 159 units which could expire in 2035, but that's the one that I, I mentioned there's a, um, a condition that you can preserve the affordability, and I think Lisa was looking at that very carefully. So those might be able to be uh, preserved a little more easily, if depending on how you read that interpretation of that condition. But the other two, Kent uh, Village and Lamplighter, would again would be 147 units that would expire in
1: 2032.
3: Great. All right. <clears throat> the second goal is more about what kind of housing and the so this could be uh, it could be affordable it could be market rate it could be really anything just as long as there are different types of housing so you have housing that's uh you know smaller scale single family you have a lot of that you have some housing also that's in larger multifamily um, a lot of what you don't have though is stuff in the middle the things that um, you know, could be rental, could be home ownership, could be, again, just market rate units that are a different style than a, than a single family on a large lot, provide different price points kind of naturally in the market. Um, and so the idea here is continue to create housing options that support your, your needs, your local needs, um, including starter homes, smaller rental units and condominiums, and affordable options for adults, uh, older adults rather, to, to downsize, encourage accessible as well as universal design principles in new housing, so that um, you know they could be uh, visited by people of all abilities, for example. And so, this diagram we pulled from a group called Union Studio. I just like to give them credit. This is not our diagram. Uh, this is used a lot on the Cape, actually. There's another version of this diagram done by another firm that you may have seen. But we really like this. It was done more locally. And it just gives you that example of, well, what do we mean by people use this term missing middle housing? It's you know not the really big development, not a single family, but all this stuff in between that could have a great variety and can fit into lots of different um, existing contexts. The next and the last uh, goal here is just to, about locations where where can housing go and this is really tied to your master plan and the locations that you've you know worked hard to identify already and so encourage new housing in strategic focus areas to support your vision for increasing the vibrancy of downtown transforming the route 138 uh, area to revitalize mixed-use destination and create a compact walkable center at Canton Junction. These are things you've been talking about for years. This is nothing new. We really just carried that into this plan to be consistent. All right, and so the next part of the plan is really about those strategy ideas. And again, these aren't binding. The the reality is some of them you'll be able to do, some of them won't be, maybe you'll try to do them and you either won't get political support or you won't find the funding. Uh, But the idea here is that we give you lots of ideas so that some of them will work for you. Um, Our philosophy is it's better to give you more than less so that you have a lot of options to try out so that you don't run out of ideas in the next five years. And we have them in three categories. One are local initiatives and programs. Those are things you can do with your own resources, staff time, land, and funding that you have access to already. The second category, is regulatory policy and planning. So this is a lot, you see a lot of them are about zoning. Some of them are about studies, um, uh, but a lot about zoning. The second, or the third one rather, is more about your capacity monitoring and outreach. So how are you doing these things? Where does the money come from? Um, What is the trust doing and where does the trust get its funding from? And then about outreach, uh, providing information, providing transparency, making sure that people who live in Canton who could qualify for Uh, affordable housing opportunities know about them and can apply. Those are the kinds of things and I'm not going to read through every single one um, but these are all captured in both the existing, uh, I'm sorry, the executive summary as well as the longer plan. In the longer plan we give very detailed descriptions. Uh, We also provide resources, links to learn more. Sometimes we provide case studies we provide some options for you, but these are all the ideas about uh, local initiative and programmatic ideas. And I'm happy to answer questions on any one of these. But I'm just going to flip through these slides now, so that I can, you know, resp- respect your time and the the length that I have on the agenda. The next category is that regulatory policy and planning. A lot of zoning ideas, a lot of things you've already been talking about. Um, and then we have capacity monitoring and outreach. And this one, one I just point out is you um, really increasing funding for your trust. And your trust has really gotten a very strong start. Um, Most housing trusts get the majority of their funds from the Community Preservation Act, and we do have a suggestion in the strategies to look at really increasing and having a steady stream of funding that comes predictably every year to the trust from the CPA funds. Um, And then the end of the plan, or or the end of this section rather, is that action plan matrix. And so we look at all of the strategies again, and we look at over the next five years, how can you think about um, staggering these a little bit? You don't want to try to do everything in year one. Some things are ongoing. You're just looking for opportunities. And other things you'll want to do early on, other things you'll want to do a little later. And so we've tried to capture that with the action plan help give some guidance to the folks that will actually be in charge of implementing. And then we identified the, the lead responsible entity, which a lot of these you'll see are at the trust. Um, select board is in there, here and there as well. And then there's also the supporting entities and um, you know who is supporting the effort. And these are all town entities. Um, sometimes you also get help from other entities that are not town, but this is a town plan, so we focused on town entities. And then in terms of next steps, and this is the last slide, um, uh, the Select Board and Planning Board would vote to approve the plan. And then the the trust can send it to the Department of Housing and Community Development. And they'll first look to see if it is complete. They have 30 days to determine if it's complete. If they think something's missing, then they'll send it back and we can fix it. We, most of the time, they feel our plans are complete. Occasionally, depending on who's reviewing it, they say, well, can you add such and such here? Um, It's usually not a big big effort, and we can do it kind of in a clerical way, add it, and then send it back to them. Just so you know, it's a possibility. They have 30 days once the, the trust submits. And then from when they determine they have a complete plan, then they have 90 days to actually tell you whether it's approved or not. In my experience, they've never taken the full 90 days. They typically determine it's complete in a couple of weeks, and then maybe a month later, they'll give you a letter saying it's approved. So just to go over the timing, but first, the Select Board and Planning Board both need to take separate votes. I mean, it can be together, if they're in a meeting together that they've both convened, but they need to take a vote to just approve the plan. And that needs to be documented in a letter that goes to DHCD. Um, The plan's effective for five years from the date that you complete, that you submit a complete plan. So even if DHCD takes a full 30 days to tell you it's complete, it doesn't matter. It's from the date that you submitted the complete plan. That's when it's approved to. Sometimes that matters a lot, and your community it doesn't matter as much because you're not up against, you're not below 10%. Um, but I just wanted to be thorough and let you know the different uh, scenarios and just thank you for your time, and I'm happy to keep this up and go back over anything. Any
0: questions for uh, Jen Golson?
3: I
1: have just one quick question. What? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not really, I don't even think it's really relevant, but out of that 31%, you said it was a, house, a household burden. How many of those are actually, uh, what's the percentage of rental properties versus home ownership? That's a
3: great question. I don't know the, the answer off the top of my head. It is in the plan. We broke down by how many um, households are cost burden and rent and how many are cost burden and own. I just don't have that at my fingertips. I'm happy to get it to yeah, you. I'm just, yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. just, uh, Typically, means. renters have a lot more cost burden, just in yeah. general, um, but that's not always the case. And I'm sorry, I just don't recall oh, that a, detail. That's
1: OK. That's, I just, I just, yeah. Thank you, John. Ms. Lopez?
2: Um, on behalf of the trust, I want to thank Jen um, and her colleagues uh, for your support and your guidance through what was really a huge undertaking, the trust um, trustees, I believe, Um, I can speak for them, are very proud of um, the output and the work product that we have. And so the opportunity is now to sort of seize the day and decide, you know, what to do. There's my question. Um, You live in this world of housing. The governor and um, uh, the lieutenant governor have both um, individually and collectively made housing a real centerpiece of their own agenda. Um, Do you have any, can you prognosticate about the ability to fund Municipal trusts through state funds since they've really talked about housing a lot recently in their budget
3: Yeah, it's a great question. I wish I could give you a straightforward answer, but I have not heard anything directly that they would fund uh, you know trust directly with state funds okay. I Know that they'll fund housing initiatives and maybe the trust could could help to to implement those But I don't know that money is allocated directly to the trust
2: Well, I was really talking more broadly about some of the strategies that we might deploy. Are they likely to be funded in part with new money from the state? Possibly.
3: Yeah, possibly. I do think the state's kind of putting the money where its mouth is. And um, I know just as an example, they're providing a lot of technical assistance for the MBTA communities to to comply with the zoning. And you've already benefited to some extent from that. Yeah. Thank Thank you.
0: Any other questions or comments from the board? I see the chairman of the planning board and the former chairman of the planning board. I uh, Dave or Patty, you have any questions or comments? Do you want to say anything? Okay.
4: McDermott
5: Sherman
4: Street,
0: thank you for the presentation. It's very insightful. And the board, of course, be happy to do whatever was decided to implement. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Ms.
1: McDermott. And Ms. McCarthy. You, you don't have to say anything. no, no, I'm not,
0: I'm not, I'm not I'm not <coughs> Chair. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the only comment I would make would be very similar to what Patty has made. So, David McCarthy, Faber, Joe Wilkamton,
1: uh, Jen, Jen, and the entire committee. Many of the people in this room sat on the floor,
2: sit on that board, um, and we all worked very hard to make that happen. And obviously, part of the master plan. So, we look forward to gets, getting much of it implemented, and and
6: working hard to fix a dilemma for many people in our community.
0: And I apologize. Also, a member of the Housing Trust, yeah. uh, Mr. McCarthy. Thank you, sir. Any other questions, Mr. Um, Town Administrator? Mr. Dutty, any questions, comments? Sure. That's it. I guess you're free to go. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Um,
0: do we have to vote tonight? I'd rather take it That's fine, yeah. Because we just got the information tonight. That's what we usually do. Yeah. So we'll take it out advisement. So yeah. board. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, tell your boss, you're here until 10. We'll, 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 we'll sign off. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. you sent your water bottle? Yes, Don't forget that. And Mr. Judy will, will grab that in a minute. Next order of business.
1: Is the St. Gerard Reuse Committee So uh-huh. you have a few of you. Now who's the gentleman without the tie on? Oh that's Mr. Michalko. Okay. (laughs) It won't happen again. (laughs) Please. (laughs) We'll lose when you need them.
0: Oh, Randy's gone. Randy just went to get him. Want me to take a look? (laughs) We'll be even longer,
1: won't we? (laughs) Here comes the cavalry. Here comes the cow. Thanks, Randy. Right. Perfect. Thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was that was enjoyable. That's <laughs> <Five minutes>, right. <laughs> I they should all be.
4: <laughs> uh, okay. so, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Um, good evening to the select board. Um, my name is Amanda Ryder, and I am a member of the St. Gerard's Reuse Committee. Joined this evening by some fellow committee members. And I'm pleased to be here before you um, as well as those in attendance and those listening at home to provide an update on behalf of our committee. Um, as you likely know, we are a 10-person committee chaired by our fearless leader, town administrator Charlie Duty and comprised of residents of various backgrounds, many of whom were parishioners at the former St Gerard's and all with the common goal of meaningfully engaging the community to come up with, desirable potential uses for the property. The committee has been meeting twice a month since November to gain a shared understanding of the context we're working in. We toured the former St. Gerard's property and we have been learning from past community driven efforts like the master plan to better understand the long range vision for the town's future. From there, we created a website, and we have formed work groups, which is where the bulk of the work has been happening, and I'll talk more about these work groups in a moment. Our goal is straightforward, to elicit as many ideas from as many people as we can, and though straightforward, we know this will require work. Um, We know people are busy and have competing priorities, We know some people may be skeptical um, that there is truly no preconceived agenda or planned use for the property, which for those listening, I can assure you there is not. Um, We know that not everyone feels comfortable speaking up at public meetings and more. And we've taken all of this into account as we've planned our outreach and engagement efforts. Um, The work groups I mentioned previously represent our primary methods of engaging with the community. These include conducting interviews with various municipal leaders, fielding a public survey, which will be available in both hard copy and electronic formats um, where respondents can provide recommendations for the property, and conducting a variety of meetings, workshops, and pop-ups. This includes meetings with any existing groups or committees who will have us, uh, sort of like a house call, if you will, as well as facilitating um, a series of workshops that are open to the public. Our goal is to make these workshops engaging, participatory, and maybe even a little bit fun, and we promise we won't have a PowerPoint presentation since the point of the workshops is really to hear from folks who attend. So don't think this kind of meeting, rather think this kind of meeting. And we are excited to test out pop-up engagements, which are aimed to be quick and casual ways of hearing from community members who may not be able to attend a longer, more formal workshop. We'll try to meet people where they already are at various community events and have a simple way for folks to provide input. So at this point, we've done most of the planning, the survey is drafted, the interview guide is ready to go, and the workshops have been designed, and we're almost ready to launch the updated webpage on the town's website. We expect to start fielding the survey, conducting interviews, and meeting with existing groups in February, and we are working to secure dates for initial public workshops. This will include in-person and virtual options and identify various events around town where we can host pop-ups all beginning in March. So, how can folks stay apprised of when all this is happening and how to participate? Um, The best place is our webpage. This will be a place where people can go to access the survey, see upcoming engagement opportunities, and more. There's even a very cool alert sign-up feature on the homepage Um, So you can be directly notified when new events are added. If you're anything like me watching at home, um, a little tutorial or visual can be helpful. So um, you can see clearly how to sign up for these alerts. So these steps um, are just laid out on this slide. And to directly contact our committee with any feedback or questions, there's the email address that is available. Um, And then we'll also utilize multiple other communication channels around town to spread the word um, through the citizen, through the library ticker, and then relying on the various partners we have to help us spread the word. So, in closing, I want to thank you all on the select board for the opportunity to share our progress. Um, And next steps, thank those who are listening and in attendance. Um, We hope to engage with you all in this important effort.
1: Great. Who put that together? You? I did. You did a phenomenal it's fun. Job. You, really good. Good. you really did a great job. It's a lot of work. And thank you for doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge project, too. so. <laughs> I did, you did a good job. <laughs> well, I can <laughs> tell by the way she... Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun but, committee. But uh, Yeah, that was, that was uh, nice. It was Thanks. perfect.
0: Any questions from the board?
4: Can we come back. Anytime you'll have me. <laughs> yeah. As long as I can get child care. Any questions? Anyone Anyone in the the room
0: interested? No members from the board. Any questions from the audience? Uh, Thank you. Good luck. We have you'll
1: be here. That's great. Nice job, Missita. Thank you you very much. Thank you.
0: Next order of business, Mr. Uh, Theodore. Is the Charlie the low bid? Is the. uh, finance director. Yeah. Uh,
1: to vote to approve the uh, bid for the January uh, two, 2023, 2023 bond offering. Bond offering. Um, do I read that until now or after you're done speaking? Is this it?
6: I'm just going to give a brief, give a brief yeah. overview and okay. uh, make my ask and then you can read.
1: You're going to stay here through, through the whole Problem's reading. Uh, I right? finance director. All right, thank you. Welcome. Thank, thank you, Mr. you. Mr.
6: Chair, members of the board, town administrator. For you tonight, as um, Ms. Theodore said, to uh, ask for your acceptance of the low bid on 11 million 935,000 in uh, bond sale. Uh, it's a general obligation 20 year bond related to the financing of several projects including the uh, district improvement funded acquisition of real property at the Revere site uh, for 6 million 597,000 uh, 3.6 million dollars in uh, two different water main replacement projects 320,000 for the library roof uh an HVAC design and replacement project, $307,000 for a 10-wheel dump truck and plow, $275,000 for water storage tank maintenance, $274,000 for a sidewalk tractor, $250,000 for the JFK school ventilator units, $235,000 for network switches townwide, and $80,000 for St. Gerard's ancillary expenses. Bids for the bonds were received at noon on Monday, January 23rd. Uh, there was substantial interest in the offering uh, with 11 bids ranging from 3.07 to 3.31 percent. The low bid of 3.07 was from Raymond James uh, and Associates, Inc. Um, the 10 projects netted the needed 11938000 in project funds, but the par value of the bonds is only 10920000 due to $1,150,996 in premium received to go towards project funding and issuance costs. First year FY24 debt service savings is 58,000 compared to budget and Standard & Poor's held a credit rating prior to the review um prior to the the bond sale and confirmed Ken's AAA rating. I going to all if I'm just asking if the board's uh would like to accept the the low bid of 3.07 From Raymond James, which is an excellent rate. Um, I was expecting somewhere in the neighborhood of three point seven five to four percent, given the current market and the Fed's about to make another move uh, tomorrow to increase even further. So three point zero seven is a reflection of um, timing and uh, and the the town's credit quality.
0: Thank you, uh, Mr. Collins. Is there a motion?
1: I make a motion that we uh, accept a little bit for the January two thousand twenty three bond offering
0: motion been made and seconded all those in favor say aye Aye. opposed five zero. Mr. Theodore you want to read it to the record?
1: Yes, I have just a quick question for you and you talk so, about the interest, is that the interest rate, the 3 point
6: 3, 3 yeah, the point. interest rate 3.072714% Why do
1: I have interest rates of 5%? And That's a great
6: question, I'm glad you asked that um, Mr. Theodore, so um, uh, what, what happens in bond sales these days is uh, the bond buyer uh, uh, gives uh, the town uh, a substantial amount of their profit. Um, so in this case here, they gave us one million one hundred fifty thousand in change of their profit, so that um, we would be able to pay these bonds with a high interest coupon, which is what the bond buyers are really looking for—four percent, five percent—that sort of a rate, but because we're receiving this large premium, which is subsidizing what we have to pay, we're not gonna be paying back the the full amount that we borrowed, we're gonna be paying back substantially less because of the the premium. So it's a mechanics that uh, the bond brokers use in order to pump up the interest rate that they they ultimately sell to the people who buy the bonds. and uh, but it, it's still net net to us. It's okay. the, when the okay. cash is all said and done, we're only paying 3.07 percent. I, 3. mis- I don't
1: know if I was misreading something, so as um, anyone want to go grab a coffee, you might as well. because be <laughs> <laughs> I'm
6: sorry, no. Um,
1: I, the clerk of the select board of the town of Canton, Massachusetts, certifying that at a meeting of the board held January 31st, 2023, of which meeting all members of the board were duly notified and at which a quorum was present. The following votes were unanimously passed, all of which appear on the official record of the board in my custody. It was voted that the maximum useful life of the departmental equipment listed below to be financed with the proceeds of these bonds is hereby determined pursuant to General Laws Chapter 44, Section 71, as to be followed. The, uh, the date authorized for both of these is May 9, 2022. It was Article um, Motion Six and Seven. One was a sidewalk tractor for the amount of two hundred seventy-four thousand. The maximum maximum useful life was ten years. And motion seven was a ten-wheel truck plow, um, and the borrowing amount was three hundred seven thousand dollars. And the maximum useful life was ten years. It was further voted that the sale of ten million nine hundred twenty thousand general obligation municipal purpose loan of the two thousand twenty-three bonds of the town dated February eighth, two thousand twenty-three the bonds, to which Raymond James & Associates, Inc., at the price of $12,022,948.41 in accrued interest, if any, is hereby approved and confirmed. The bonds shall be payable on February 1st of the year in the principal amounts in, uh, in bear interest as respective rates as follows. Uh, for the year 2024, six hundred. let me just digress here for a second. From the um, years 2024 to 2023, the interest rate would be 5%. So for 2024, the amount would be 655,000. Um, 2025, 675,000. 2026, 675,000. 2027, 680,000. 2028, 680,000. 2029, 565,000. Uh, 2030, 565,000. Uh, 31, 565,000. 32, 560. 20, uh, 2033, 545. And then the rates decreased to 4%. 2034, the amount would be 480,000, 35, 480,000, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 475,000, and 43, 470,000. There was further voted that in connection with the marketing and sale of the bonds, the preparation and distribution of a notice of sale and preliminary official statement dated January 13th, 2023 and a final official st- statement dated january 23rd 2023 each in such form as may be approved by the town treasurer be and hereby are ratified confirmed approved and adopted it was further voted that the town treasurer and the select board be and hereby are authorized to execute and deliver a continuing disclosure undertaking in compliance with sec rules 15c to, uh, sections 2 through 12 in such form as may be approved by bond council to the town, which undertaking shall be incorporated by reference in the bonds for the benefit of the holders of the bond from time to time. It was further voted that we authorize and direct the town treasurer to establish post-issuers federal tax compliance procedures and continuing disclosure uh, procedures in such forms as the town treasurer and bond council seem sufficient or if such procedures are currently in place to review and update said procedures in order to monitor and maintain the tax-exempt status of the bonds and to comply with relevant security laws. It was further voted that any certificates or documents relating to the bonds uh, may be executed in several counterparts, each of which shall be regarded as an original and all of which shall shall constitute one and the same document. Delivery of an executed counterpart of a signature page to a document by electronic mail in a PDF file or by other electronic transmission shall be effective as delivery of a manually uh, executed counterpart signature page to such document. And electronic signatures on any of the documents shall be deemed original signatures for the purpose of the documents and all matters relating thereto and having the same legal effect as the original signatures. And it was further voted that each member of the Select Board, Town Clerk, and Town Treasurer be and hereby authorized to take any and all such actions and execute delivery uh, of such certificates, receipt, or other documents as may be determined by them or any of them to be necessary or convenient to carry into effect the provisions of the foregoing votes. I further certify that the votes were taken At a meeting open to the public, that no vote was taken by secret ballot, that a notice stating the place, date, and time in agenda for the meeting um, was filed with the town clerk and a copy thereof posted in a manner conspicuously visible to the public at all hours in or on the municipal building that the town office of the town clerk is located, or, if applicable, uh, in accordance with the alternative method of notice prescribed or approved by the attorney general as set forth in Mass. General Laws 940. Section twenty nine three section two at least forty eight hours, um, not including Saturday and Sunday and legal holidays prior to the time of the meeting, and remain so posted at the time of the meeting, and that no deliberation or decisions in connection with the sale of the bonds were taken in executive session, all in accordance with General Laws, uh, Chapter thirty eight sections eighteen through twenty five, as amended, as amended, uh, dated January thirty first two thousand three. That's it. That's all she wrote. There'll be a quiz on this tomorrow.
6: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Theodore. <laughs> Mr. Scollins. I think we're all good. Set? Yes. Thank you.
0: So the motion has been made and seconded and read
6: into the record. Yes. That's
0: that's all we need to do. Correct. Yes, sir. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you Randy. Thanks for your good work. Uh, the, the bond uh, ratings are a uh, uh, surprise. A uh, pleasant surprise. Thank you. Our next order of business, Mr. Theodore. Is the vote? Yes, sir. Sorry. We didn't vote that yet. It was it was made in the second. We didn't vote.
6: I'm sorry. Well, Randy
2: said we did so. We We, we voted before you started reading. Right.
0: As we did. Oh, did we? Sorry. Try to keep up. Then I said read into the record. (laughs) Correct.
1: Um,
0: Thank you, Mr. Scarlins. You always uh, have my back.
1: All right. Um, Next on the agenda is a vote to uh, Approve the annual town meeting, warrant, and uh, execute the same.
0: Mr. So, oh. uh, Mr. Doody. are you up or? Do you
6: want
1: to, No, so. No, I, I move that the board uh, approve the 2023 annual town meeting, warrant, and execute the same, contingent upon town council. Final edits.
0: Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Five-zero, thank you.
1: Next on the agenda is a uh, move to approve the mitigation fund for the funding of the housing trust coordinator.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah.
5: Yes. So the uh, housing trust coordinator, uh, Kevin Shea, is um, right now currently funded with the CCPC grant, which I believe ends in September, and um, we the board has decided clearly this is an important position that we would like to continue, and uh, in order to do that, we needed to find a. Uh, managed to fund his position for the next fiscal year. So um, we are asking that the board approve the use of mitigation funds um, to fund that position. And then those mitigation funds would be um, reimbursed upon the sale of the condo at Paul Revere Heritage Park in accordance with the Seventh Amendment.
0: Any questions or comments? Yes, Ms. Lopez. Um,
2: If if we um, vote to do this, we probably need to state an amount, and $19,000 would cover about six months of the compensation, which is a a 20-hour-a-week non-benefited position, and we feel comfortable that within six months of September of 2023, that condominium shall be sold, the proceeds of which are dedicated to... um, uh, Affordable housing uh, preservation, and therefore the nineteen thousand or whatever portion of it has been used as an advance can be paid back to the town mitigation account from which it came.
5: Yes, and just to be clear, there um, there was the sale of a previous condominium at Turtle Brook, but that money was returned to the general fund, so that money is not available through the trust.
0: Mm. Uh, what happens if um, we don't? The condo doesn't get sold. Just uh, playing devil's advocate. The market's been so great, but who knows no one expected it to be so good i don't want, I don't want to jinx it and have the mm-hmm. bottom fall out from underneath it, but' it's, it's only we're only talking nineteen thousand dollars.
2: That's what we're asking for for
0: six months six months Well if it doesn't if it doesn't sell, then it, the, they'd be back in. Yeah, this money was really supposed to be funded by the CPC. Is that correct
2: no, it was, it was intended to be funded by the trust,
0: but the money was going to come from the CPC. Is that correct?
2: Among other sources, yes, okay but yes.
0: So, and they didn't, they, they, they took no, um, nothing this year, no right. articles. That's okay. correct. Okay. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. And yeah. if, if, if something does happen, then we'd be back here asking for more money.
5: Yeah, I would say if the, if I just, they want, to, were,
0: I just want to put it on the, on the table. Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah, if there were problems with the sale of the condo, or, <coughs> judging by the way condos are selling over there, I don't anticipate it. But if there were, then we, yes, we would have to come back and then identify another yeah, source
0: of funds. Just in case. I yeah. yeah. I don't anticipate anything either. Yeah. But um, I've been doing this for a long time and. Stranger things have never happened. Never say
1: never. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Who thought General Motors would go out of I mean, file for bankruptcy? But they came back. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, That's so as long as that's, that's, I just want to make sure that's clear. Mm-hmm. Any other comments or questions from any members? Any motion has been made?
1: No, it hasn't been made. Yeah, I'm going to make it right now, though. I move that the board approve the use of mitigation funds in the amount of 19000 from the uh, from mitigation funds for the funding of the housing trust coordinator.
0: Motion has be made and seconded. Any further discussion? Hearing none. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? 5-0. Mr. Duty. Yes.
1: Ex- oh, Mr. Theodore, I'm sorry. Sir. Oh, that's, okay. Hey, pass. No, take my job. You no, know, you know, no, I'm not. not all that, I'll uh, take your job. I'm just waiting for you have to have introduce that me. Bond uh, to, uh, this is uh, updates on the energy uh, emergency closing policy. Yes. So um, I,
5: you know, with the inclement weather upon us, um, I took a look at the uh, the town's uh, emergency closing procedures, they needed, they needed a little bit of uh, updating as far as how employees are notified. Previously in the policy, uh, employee well, department heads were notified via email if, if uh, town offices were to close. And because we have employees coming from, you know, distances, sometimes it's important to get the uh, information out as quickly and as early as possible. And we have an Everbridge uh, system where we can notify all employees with a single phone call and uh, we revised the policy to reflect that procedure. So um, if we decide that we're going to close town offices, every employee will be mo- notified via phone and email so that uh, folks would be, have plenty of time to you know, not make the, a dangerous trek to work when they don't have to. We also included um, the library because the library is open on Saturdays and uh, they, you know, so we don't forget them. They're in the policy as well, and they would be notified in the same manner as... Municipal employees.
0: Any comments for or questions or concerns for the town administrator? Nope. I do Motion been made and seconded.
1: A motion: I'll make a motion that we um, approve the updates to emergency closing policy.
0: Second. Motion been made and seconded. Mm. Again, no questions, comments, concerns. Hearing none. All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed: 5-0 zero. Mr. Theodore.
1: Next is a, a vote to approve uh, the r- removal of vegetation from, excuse me, Messenger Pond. So. It's pretty simple. I just moved that the um, board approve the request for conservation to remove the vegetation from Messenger Pond.
0: Second. Motion by Mr. Second. I assume it'll be done in the spring, correct?
5: Yes. Summer. summer. Yes. July, yes. July. yes. July. It, the conservation doesn't control that body of water, which is why you all have to approve that that project.
0: You all.
1: The board, the
0: select board. You sorry, it's select all? board.
1: <laughs> sorry, Barbara. You all. You all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick question, just. We're not controlled, we, but we own that pond? Yes. Yeah, but we just don't, okay. Yeah, I just, I just yeah. okay. So the motion's been made.
0: Any further questions, comments, hearing none? All those in favor, say aye. Aye. 5
1: zero. Mr. Theodore. Uh, vote to approve the common victuals license from the Pond H D L C HD LLC doing business as Honeydew Donuts. Second.
0: Motion has been made in second. Any comments, concerns, questions, hearing none? All those in favor, say aye. 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 5 zero. Mr. Theodore.
1: Vote to approve uh, Christine Meany as Stormwater uh, Policy Manager.
0: Motion been made and seconded. Any comments, Mr. duty Questions? No, nope. hearing none. Any other members? Hearing none. All those in favour, say aye. 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 Opposed 5 0 This is what we had promised would do at last time meeting. Yes. Correct. Yes. So, and when is the start date?
5: Uh, I do not know. To be determined. That's going through the background check process.
0: Okay.
1: Mr. Theodore. I move uh, that the board appoint. Paul Broadmerkle as the interim town engineer.
0: Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any questions, comments, concerns? Again, when do that start to be determined? Okay.
1: PDA.
0: Hearing no other comments, questions, concerns? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed 5-0. Mr. Theodore.
1: Move that the board appoint Adam Hughes as the school representative to CASA. Second.
0: Motion has been made and seconded for Mr. Hughes. Any further further discussions, comments, questions, hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye.
1: Opposed 5-0. Mr. Theodore. The Board appoint Heather Cahill as a member to the St. Gerard Building Reuse Committee. Just taking the place of vacancy. Yeah, just taking the place of vacancy that was created uh,
0: that someone had to resign for health reasons, Mr. Marcherelli. So all those in favor of Ms. Cahill say aye. 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 Opposed 5-0. Mr. Theodore.
1: Move that the Board approve an application to obtain a special license Mm -hmm. to serve wine and malt at a four one-day event for the Milton Players at Pappas Rehabilitation Hospital School, 3 Randall Street, to be held on February 3rd, February 4th, February 10th, and February 11th, 2023, from 8 p.m. until 1030 p.m. contingent upon building, Commissioner, please, Chief and Fire Chief's approval.
0: Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0.
1: Next on the move the board accept and authorize the use of the gift in accordance with terms under national laws 44 section 53a the donation of 100 dollars from Rob Narber hyphen um, Rob's masonry to the fight department
0: second. motion to be made and second any discussion comments or concerns and none all those in favor say aye. aye aye opposed that's five zero mr. Theodore
1: moves that the board accept and authorize the this uh, the use of the gift in accordance with the terms the same terms and uh, the donation of $141,249.74 from Outfront Media.
2: Second.
0: Motion has been made. And second. Any discussion? Comments, concerns? Any none? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, Five
1: zero. 0 Next on the agenda is a discussion for rules and regulations to Canton Cemetery. Um, I actually brought this to the chair's attention. Um, I'm in the cemetery a lot, and I think what we have to do is we have to really examine the uh, rules and regulations of the cemetery because it's, they're not being followed. So I think we should just. Um, I'm going to reach out to the cemetery personnel and the DPW, get their input, and then come back at our next meeting, and, and then just vote to approve or update the cemetery rules and regulations.
0: Yes, I, last time we did it was 20 uh, uh, year 2000, I believe. So yeah, 2020 was it? 2020. February
1: 7th, 2000.
0: 2000. So yeah, so there's something,
1: but it's just it's it's very minor, but it's just some things that definitely um, have to be addressed.
0: You and I discussed. Um, Uh, Maybe looking into uh,
1: making a uh, some type of a columbarium, like you say. With with, being in the business, you can see that uh, the rate of cremation is—I mean, it's almost probably forty percent now in Massachusetts. However, the amount—I can't believe how fast the cemetery is filling up on that new section. Um, So eventually, we're going to run out of room. So it would be looking to it would be advantageous to put a columbarium maybe in one of those spots. Depending on the size, you could save yourself up to two, three hundred burial plus just from a, a small um, wally type columbarium. So something to look into, getting the price on it. Exactly. And and on it. But like you say, it, it's something that's going to be in the future, but it's mean, happening right now. Yeah.
0: And also, I think yes, Ms. Lopez.
2: I was just going to ask if, when the rules uh, come back, yeah. if if you could just um, to make it easier for us um, put the comparison uh, right underscore yes. what's Yes. being changed yeah it's right.
1: just a couple of minor things so it's oh. it's just because yeah, yeah.
2: I've looked it's,
1: at them and they look pretty good <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is there, there's just a few things it has to do with the aesthetics of the cemetery so that's.
0: thank you and I would also like to look into um, the cost that we sell the plots for because I know our surrounding uh, cemeteries are double or triple what we charge I'm not saying we go double or triple but we have to uh, make sure we have money too the cemetery looks great and I give the, the folks down there uh, Jimmy and Brian a lot of credit because I go down there a lot. It gives me peace to see my, uh, my family who were buried there and, and, uh, not that, uh, it means anything, but I know right where I'll be. So, <laughs> and, um, I just want to see, we should maybe go up so money can go back. Any money that we, that we, we get from sales goes right back into the, uh, cemetery itself. And also the, you have to look into, um, um, some other, you know, some other rules and regulations for, for equipment and things of that nature. We don't want to be yeah, some, sure so, we,
1: some of the equipment is outdated and it can, it can get dangerous with that. I know but, this, uh, but uh, at a
0: cemetery account, and I just want to make sure to have, have town council look into it. If that money can be somewhat used to buy, like, a weed whacker or a lawnmower, uh, anything big, I would suggest, as as of as course, we go through uh, the capital
1: outlay. But just Just to touch on your thing about the, the pricing of the cemetery. Um, I've, I've, you're not going to listen yeah. Yeah. Did, oh, sorry, go did, no, did you hear what I said? no yeah. <laughs> I wanted That's you to vote on it no, <laughs> no yeah. just getting back to what you were talking about the pricing of the cemetery uh, like when I'm sitting down with families they'll say, why is there such a differential of prices here and here and I tell them with the town cemetery we're, it's not a business we're here as a service yeah. for the people of the town and I think and it's i think it's very helpful for what the cemetery costs that it's um, for some of these families in Canton they keep it reasonable. Of course, absolutely. You know,
0: and and I, one of the rules and regulations is that people have to live in Canton. Yes, I know we oh, have yeah, a lot yeah. of people but from outside of Canton, they like the cemetery, and, and a cemetery looks good, not a can look good. But, um, you know, a lot of people like the cemetery. And I've seen cemeteries in Boston and other uh, surrounding towns that, um, but, you know, a lot of them don't
1: even get Well oh, I, t- I could take pictures of some of them. And I yeah. being in I deal with these cemeteries every day on a daily basis. And I just, I would like to come in, um, Brian and Jimmy down there for the job they do do I, great, during yeah. the fall months. You, it's it's immaculate, they, and they do. And, and any time we've had funerals, has been inclement weather. They've laid down, they, they, so yes. people aren't stepping into mud. They just do. They do a great job. They should be commended for Sorry, it. So, other than that, um, like I say, I'll put it all together. I'll like I say, I'll do the comparison. Of what you're talking about. Anybody has
0: any questions or comments or concerns, you can get a hold of that so yeah, I'll let you, uh, you and I can maybe sit down and go through it.
1: Yeah, and then we'll try, stop pricing out a columbarium. Time. Yes,
0: exactly. And find out where we're, find out maybe down to look at a location with the help of uh, uh, Jimmy down there or Mike and uh, uh, yep. Billy Walsh or somebody. Yeah. That'd be great. Perfect. Right.
1: Uh, so that's that on that. And then the, um, <clears throat> we did the, so the other, they just moved that the, uh, the board approved the town of Canton up rules and regulations governing alcoholic beverages. Mr. Doody, do you want to
5: Yes, we, at the last um, meeting, we presented those rules and regulations to you um, for your consideration to approve at this meeting. So we typically wait a meeting when we uh, present new rules, regulations, and policies to you.
1: Is there a motion? Um, Yeah, I move that the uh, Board approve the Town of Canton's uh, rule and regulations be the new rule. did you do, do any rules So Did you Please. change them? At yeah, all? we did. Okay, yeah. so, okay we, we the new the rules and, and regulations yeah, we, governing we, we,
0: alcoholic beverages. We brought them up yeah. and then let on okay. okay. the table by law. Yep. And it's just the next meeting, we want to get it on the books as soon as possible. So we did. Okay, any questions so. or comments from the rules and regulations? Yes, Mr. Um, was there,
5: I thought that there was talk of video camera requirements, um, but I didn't see that in there. There was, we did discuss it, but after consulting with uh, CPD, uh, they felt like. It would be very difficult to enforce and it would be difficult for owners of businesses to actually accomplish, okay. particularly if they were beginning their business. So we, we tabled that issue until next time. Okay. Great. Thank you.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Mr. Lockman. Any other comments, questions, or concerns? Hearing on all those in favor of the new rules and regulations regarding alcohol, say aye. 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 Five zero. Thank you. as brought to my attention. We never voted the contract for um, um
2: Christine Meany is we voted to appoint her as Stormwater yes, uh, manager. Contract. Um and I actually have questions about the contract, but it was sent through in the signature, so I didn't want to send it through as signed.
5: Yeah, we were gonna so talk we have an about opportunity that to executive talk about that. session.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's why fine. I stopped.
5: Yes, please.
1: Okay. Yep. Great, thank you. Okay. Uh, the as uh, uh, uh the vendor warrants for the week of one thirteen twenty-three is dollars cents payroll warrant same week, one million two hundred eighty-five thousand seven hundred sixty-five dollars uh, and seventy-seven cents. Vendor warrants for the week of one twenty nine hundred ninety-five thousand six hundred twenty-eight dollars and ninety-three cents payroll week same, uh, payroll for the same week is two hundred seventy-seven thousand uh, four hundred seventy-seven dollars and fifty-one cents. Vendor warrants for the week of one twenty seven twenty-three is two million two hundred and sixty-four thousand two hundred forty-nine dollars and eighty-seven cents. Payroll warrant for the same week is one million three hundred and forty-five thousand nine hundred fifty-four dollars and seventy-four cents. And, um, that's that and I another uh, uh, the I move that the board approve the water and sewer commitments, uh final bills in the amount of twelve thousand two hundred thirteen dollars and forty-three cents.
0: Motion to be made and Any discussion, comments, concerns, hearing none. All those in favour, say aye. 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 Opposed.
1: Five zero. Uh, let me just get here. I just lost something here. Uh, next is a um, move that the board approve the water and sewer uh, residential in the amount of four million three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, four hundred thirty-three hundred twenty-five thousand four hundred thirty dollars and twenty-three cents
0: motion to be made and seconded any discussion comments concerns hearing none all those in favor say aye.
1: aye aye opposed 5-0 i move that the board approve the minutes of the meeting from the select board meeting of january 10th 2023
0: Second. motion to be made and seconded for the minutes any questions comments concerns hearing none all those in favor say aye aye, aye. opposed 5-0 uh,
1: under announcements the select board will hold us, uh, our next meeting on tuesday february 14th 2023 p.m. in the Solid meeting room 801 Washington Street. Um, And then another announcement is a a retirement uh, from the network coordinator, uh, Linda Sacramona network coordinator for the town of Canton has announced her retirement effective February 10th, 2023. Ms. Sacramona has been our network coordinator for more than 22 years. For those who have had had the pleasure of working with Ms. Sacramona, she will always be remembered for her friendly demeanor and smile. Her hard work and dedication to the town of Kenton has not gone unnoticed, and she will be missed by all. And we wish her the best of luck in her retirement.
0: That's great, and I would just like to echo what uh, that was said. I've known Linda for 22 years, and she's always happy, always smiling, always uh, willing to help out anybody that needs help. And as we all know, I need a lot of help when it comes to the computer, so she's always there. And, uh, some people won't answer my calls. She always did. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to say thank you, and I uh, hope you get better. and um, Better? And, better. And, wish you well in your retirement you deserve it. Yeah, sure. okay. <clears throat> but Thank you Linda for all you've done for for me personally and for the town of Canton and its employees. Thank you and the, and the people. <coughs> Excuse me, thank you.
2: And I have an announcement? Yes. Um, just as a reminder to all residents we have a town election coming up in the spring and anybody who wishes to uh, participate true. as a candidate they need to take out nomination papers by February 10th but hopefully everyone will participate as a voter and this year for the first time in our local elections anybody is entitled to participate um, voting by mail Uh, but the kicker is that everyone who wishes to vote by mail must apply um, by a particular application each uh, calendar year so because this year is a new calendar year the fact that you may have voted by mail in the midterms you're not going to get your your ballot in the mail, unless you file a new application to vote by mail. They're available uh, in hard copy downstairs at the clerk's office or online under the clerk's page, town clerk's page um, on the town website.
0: Thank you. And before we go into executive session, I was asked to uh, if we could read into the record um, uh, a statement by uh, the chief of police, Helena Rafferty, and uh, if I will, if it's appropriate. Um, the agonizing video depicted. The vicious beating and subsequent murder of Tyree Nichols by those who took an oath to protect and serve shocks the conscience and defies everything this profession stands for. As a mother, I am saddened and heartbroken Tyree's mother and I echo her sentiment. Where was humanity? As police chief, I am nauseated and infuriated by their disgusting actions as they have only served to further erode the trust earned by the righteous officers I interact with daily. To our black community in Canton, please know that your officers wearing this badge, do so with the honor it demands. The women and men of the Canton Police Department are here to protect and to serve every member of our community. We truly care about all people in our town, and we use the 1440 minutes we have in each day to make sure you know that. For those struggling with the senseless act of brutality, reaching out to the police department is probably the last thing many of you would consider doing at this juncture in time. However, I am pleased to know that I am here in, with resources and open heart. And it's hrafferty at town.canton.mass.us. As we journey forward in the days and months ahead, I will hold space for each person in the black community affected by this incident, directly or indirectly, most especially Tyrene's four-year-old son. And this is from Helena Rafferty, Chief of Police, the Canton Police Department, 1440. Thank you. Thank you for to my attention. Thank you. Any other comments, uh,
1: questions? Uh, is there a motion to go into executive session? Make a motion that we, the board, go into executive uh, executive session to consider the purchase, exchange, lease, or value of real estate. If the to, if the chair declares an open meeting may have a detrimental effect on the negotiating position of the public body, and to conduct strategy session in preparation for negotiations with non-union personnel, or conduct collective bargaining sessions or contract negotiations with non-union. Okay.
0: Okay. The motions were made and seconded. And the chair does declare a, a detrimental effect if we uh, do not go into executive session. So all those in favor of going to executive session say aye. Aye. That's 5-0. Mr. Lochran, Yes. Ms. Lopez. Yes. Mr. Chris Connolly. Yes. Mr. Thomas Thedo. Yes. Uh, and I, the chair as well. 5-0 adjourn this part of the meeting at 6.46. Uh, and we will not come back to open session. All those in favor? Aye. 5-0. Aye. Aye, Thank you and have a great night.